0: Welcome to CrossFit in Circle, Season 1, Episode 4. My name is Katrina Stewart and I am your host. Today I sat down and chatted with Danny Norton. He's a strength and conditioning coach at CrossFit in Circle. And him and I are going to have these sit-down 10 and 20-minute chats throughout the season about different topics. Today's topic is about functional strength It's a class that we've added to our CrossFit in Circle timetable that runs once a week. We're really excited about this class. We've had it. It's run now for two weeks and we've had some phenomenal feedback. So sit back, have a listen. Love to hear what you think. We have Danny here. At the Encircle Podcast, welcome, Danny. So, for those that don't know you, you're a coach here at CrossFit Encircle. Give us a background in regards to your education.
1: Okay, so when I was 16, actually, I left school early and signed a professional footy contract, um, and they made us do some some courses, some cert threes and some cert fours. But um, after a couple of years, I was about 21. And I was just on the <laughs> surgery table like year after year after year and it just got a bit, you know, got a bit too much. So then obviously I was still wanted to be involved in sport and physical education. So I looked into what courses I could do to build on top of my existing qualifications and did an honours degree in sport, exercise and health sciences. That didn't qualify me straight away to be a teacher, because there's a degree in exercise sciences. So then I had to get an MA in education to then to be able to teach the content that I've learned in my honours degree wow yeah so then yeah because that didn't give me the right I know a lot of people do like a BA of education and they just learn the curriculum of primary school or whatever and go into primary school but the way it works in England is you'll study an honours degree in a subject like you might do mathematics for four years yep. then you have to do an MA in education learning theories pedagogy etc and then you can apply that what you've learned in your main degree to the that's about it really. In terms of education, during my sports science degree, I was on a double honours program, which was Mandarin Chinese. So I did that as a language, picked that out of everyone just because somebody told me that it was the hardest, didn't it, originally. Yep. But then obviously with the economy and China and stuff, I thought it was a good idea. I haven't really used it that much, but it's good to go on holiday and, you know, shock some Chinese people. I can imagine <laughs> yeah. it would be.
0: And you've also just started doing a strength and conditioning
1: yeah, uh, Australian Strength of Conditioning Accreditation, level two. Um, usually you have to go through level one and level two, but if you've got a degree in exercise science, they'll let you bypass level one. You can still look at your transcripts and see you've done biomechanics, physiology, etc. So that's quite a lot of work. And then you go down to the New South Wales um, Institute of Sport yep. for two days. Wow, cool. And just coach. And level two is more about Olympic side of things, whereas level one's like compounds like deadlift press etcetera.
0: yeah fantastic and what do you do for work because i think it's fascinating
1: yeah i um i'm a qualified teacher for an outsourced provider of education so we look after the pdhp curriculum for primary schools yeah so i'm not based in one specific school on a monday i might go to a certain school take that school for the day yep. and Tuesday a different school and i get allocated them for all year which is good um but yeah, it highlights as well problems that might be talked about on a different day with kids and becoming physically inactive and Fantastic. not being motivated for sport. But that would be
0: a great, yeah. that'd be a great conversation. Fantastic, thank you. Okay, Danny, welcome to the Encircle podcast. So today we're actually talking about a new class that we've introduced to CrossFit Encircle called Functional Strength. We're a bit sure of what to call it. Um, but we went with functional strength, and the idea of this was to, in my my terminology, add some accessories that we add already. We've already got it programmed into certain parts of our program. The Encircle weightlifting team have specific accessories designed specifically for them in their individual needs, and some people just weren't getting into all of the classes to be able to do everything that they needed to do to build certain areas. So they were missing out on some of the. I guess what some people would call them bo- what, what they've told me is the more boring things like yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. strict
0: pull-ups yeah. and things that earn them the keeping pull-ups and, and the handstand push-ups and you wanted to create a class specifically designed on a Monday at 6.30 so let's have a run through of yeah. that what was that idea about and what is it that it, it builds?
1: So coming back to what you said it's nothing missing from the program it's just a, like the idea of every CrossFit gym in the whole universe goes usually on an hour model of a strength b metcon yeah that seems to be blindly followed by every affiliate in the whole world yes um but again that that, that's kind of a necessity because like the members usually don't understand that we've got the diverse abilities of everyone and need the different requirements are different and we've got a program in a way that it's inclusive for everyone otherwise you start losing members people start going elsewhere like i said to you earlier boring stuff works it does. but if you go to the gym and you're motivated by getting sweaty and that's how you some people see value with how sweaty they've got
0: yeah. and if you say
1: yep. you you're going in and you're doing 10 sets of free back squats like progressive overload heavier and heavier and heavier each time they might think that sucks they might think it's boring yeah okay but that's just what needs to happen so this class on the 630 provides an outlet where we can just focus specifically on form strength progressive overload over a longer period of time and obviously it's optional so people who come to that it does what it says on the tin. they're not turning up and going wow i've just got to do this strict stuff that i don't really value that much i want to get sweaty i want to burn calories because i've had a bit of a gluttonous weekend or whatever yeah yeah so that's where we come in with the 630 we do you know all your compound stuff your accessories building strong tendons joints again yeah. people tend to like to scale things like muscle ups without getting strict pulls first people tend to want to scale handstand push-ups to like ones with heaps of ab mats without being able to just strict pressing 20 kilo dumbbells mm-hmm. so this is the kind of stuff that you'll you'll do and then that skill transfer will actually translate to the movements that we programming the CrossFit hours.
0: And building muscles and tendons is really important because tendons take a lot longer to grow and build than musculoskeletal, don't they? Like the muscular system. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. And you've got two different types of people that come usually to CrossFit. You find people who come from a bodybuilding background Yeah, and they tend to have the advantage. Like we see somebody from a footy background and they can pick up things like hands down, push ups and pull ups obviously yes. a lot quicker. But the downside to coming from that background is what the background that I came from is your mobility is usually not great. Yeah, and you struggle with overhead positioning and yes. overhead squat and snatch. Then you've got people who come in straight to CrossFit, maybe from a running background or just from doing nothing. They have an advantage in they can usually overhead squat. The mobility is a lot better, but they really really struggle with strength. Yeah, and bluntly honestly all the skills that anybody ever wants to do the coolest stuff you need to be strong for yeah if you want to clean and jerk heavy snatch heavy yes muscle up hands down push up pull up all the stuff that everyone goes oh sweet that's cool that's the cool that's stuff that's the stuff that you've got to be strong for regardless you can have the best cardiovascular aerobic capacity in the world but yeah that's good it is it's useful it is useful. but if it doesn't translate to being able to obviously do a muscle up or anything like that no so this is the kind of stuff that you need to get into the accessories of three by eights. the slow tempo working on eccentrics isometric holds etc really does suck but it's the stuff that is going to hopefully take people from hands down push-up into two ab mats or three to being able to get down to that one and then hopefully strict
0: so full range of motion yeah. which is fantastic and then going from full range of motion to strict which is even better yeah yeah 100
1: yeah. i'm a big advocate in street before keeping there used to be like a rule implemented years ago that don't teach any keeping until someone can do five street I remember pull that. again but again people, what people you know don't understand sometimes is that it's a business and people see you know somebody doing a keeping pull up and they might not have strict strength but they want to do that keeping pull up and yes. it's kind of a fight all the time yes um again like if you're, if I'm in charge of a strength and conditioning for some athletes at a professional club, they've got no choice but to be there. Yes. So I'll just say to them, "You're doing this and listen to me." But when people have got free choice, their own volitions, a million CrossFit boxes around, people tend to lose things like the on ramp program. The you know when you used to sign up to a gym. I and did, I on ramp. The, yeah I remember. I remember the on ramp. Yeah, it's, it's three sessions at hundred dollars before you even start. Yes. So obviously that pushes people thinking oh it's a bit of an expense, then people let go of that and people are in main classes straight away. And I think there's a there's a there's a um, trade off a lot of times between, you know, yeah what's the right way and, you know, what, what we need to obviously maintain. Keep keep people happy. Basis. You want yeah. the customer
0: base but also because the thing the difference between kipping and strict uh, there are a lot of things but if your muscles and tendons aren't ready for something like kipping or butterfly and you don't have the strict capacity what can happen oh, 100%. like well, 100 percent
1: i would never got, like, would have like shoulder... that holistic motion like, in, in without, a butterfly yeah, without being strong enough to do a few strict even myself if there's a workout I'd, like this is the difference between crossfit and just regular health for strength right if you told me what is the best way to do 100 pull-ups what, what are you going to get the most value out of i just do hundred strict pull-ups. I'm yeah. gonna get stronger, stronger joints, tendons, do more, mus- do more muscular damage in terms of hypertrophy. Yeah. But again, what does CrossFit do? It often puts you against the clock. Do hundred pull-ups in as fast as you can, then obviously I'm gonna butterfly. Three, but that's two, the difference one, between doing something in a Metcon, which mm-hmm. is what we do in CrossFit, or doing something in this functional strength class, which is not pitted against the time. We're just thinking form, you know, progressive overload, building strength, Rather than saying to someone, get this done as fast as you can. Because yeah. we see again, involuntary people just break down form wise. And Wim-wise. if that's your goal to get it done as quick as possible and you're breaking down form wise, if you're in a competition, you can still win by doing that. You <laughs> so can. even though it look, might look terrible, you might be doing yourself some damage. If you wanna win, sometimes. People do it, just, don't they? Yeah. They do it. Yeah.
0: And it leads to things like bursitis, it leads to things, things like shoulder injuries doesn't it like yeah. if, if you were just to do that continuously it can lead to that type of injury
1: yeah i've been a victim of it myself with um like i said when i came from that footy background my mobility weren't great it took me a long time to be able to even overhead squat
0: yeah okay
1: yeah yeah but i used to find it really really difficult on my shoulders terrible range of motion but again I always came from a strength background so this stuff were my bread and butter which I think helped me in the transition to CrossFit because I already probably had the strength to do a hands down push-up do a muscle-up it was just unlocking that motor pattern and getting used to that you know coordination in my brain
0: it's interesting we have a guy here called Bo and he comes from from a gymnastics background and when I first when he first seen a kipping uh muscle up he said to me why do people do that I don't understand why do people do kipping handstand push-ups like it takes longer because for him he was only taught strict yeah he wasn't taught kipping
1: but again that's that's the way and that's just the difference between two sports isn't it is it? isn't it like, crossfit teaches. i think crossfit started to value better movement more recently like you've seen it, strict handstand pushups be introduced into yes like the open workouts and stuff but then again crossfit hq they're also trying to run a business if you want to get as much many people signed up for the open as possible that's why they're always cheeky with the first one. It's always accessible to most people.
0: They are Get the $20, is.
1: and then. It is a business. And then, yeah, and then obviously program harder as you go along, but yeah.
0: So to add value for, for our in-circle members, this class is really valuable for them for long-term as well, isn't
1: it? Yeah, 100%. And also, one of my aims for this class is for people to learn specific accessories in the hour because we all know even this hour is not enough no so they're going to learn movements and accessories that hopefully they can come in at four thirty when it's open time or in their own time and yes. do some of this on top rather than just going in there looking at the thing saying let's do a 30 minute arm wrap of burpees calorie row or something else that's just again just aerobic capacity aerobic there's capacity. not that much value in it outside of being fit you get so many fit people just constantly doing that but they're already fit enough it's a lot easier i could probably do strength for nine months and get fit in three but if i got fit for nine i couldn't get strong in three
0: <laughs> i like yeah. that yeah I, I like that so for people that might be new to crossfit or might have an injury or two in our in our tribe one of the things that i've said to everybody about is that you program a specific movement, but there are again, so many variables, and so it can be tailored or scaled to the individual, can't
1: it? Yeah, 100%. And it's also probably better for rehabilitation, doing some isolation Absolutely. exercises and some some things, and rather than just going to class and looking on the board and thinking, ah, oh, I can probably manage it. Yes. But still managing it and getting better is two different two different things.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And. That wasn't even none of this is scripted. It's just a chat, but that's exactly right. So people with injuries, this is the class they should be attending. Yeah, one hundred percent. And obviously,
1: there's lower numbers usually at six thirty. Yes. So again, people come to me and say, like, "What can I do for this?" I'm always open, even if I'm in the gym. What can I do for this? Or if they come to the class with a shoulder injury, and I've programmed a lot of, you know, shoulder isolation exercises, I can move away from that and give them something of benefit to be doing within that hour as well.
0: And there's that movement. So I, one of the things that you did yesterday is I, I seen you had a barbell with um, resistance bands and kettlebells. kettlebells yeah. it's, it's, it's a great accessory. Yeah. So we've got a couple of people with shoulder injuries. And one of the things I said to them was, we have a five kilo bar. Yeah. We actually have a five kilo bar or we have a PVC bar and we've got kettlebells as light as four kilos. And we've also got plates as light as 0.5 kilos. Yeah. So anyone can really do what it is you're doing. And if not, then you can modify
1: yeah, to even, ensure
0: that they're not going to injure themselves more, it's actually going to build their strength and range of motion.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Even just little small plates, the 1.25s, just the rotator cuff exercises we can put in place to help them. But yeah, there's a lot of things that we can that we can help, and this all this is be good for everyone. Because awesome. again, like I always say, a strong squat and a strong deadlift will translate if your technique's pretty good to a stronger clean. Like yes. often, I'll just won't touch a barbell for ages and do like a small off program from back squat. And then at the end of it, my deadlift probably increased or my clean's probably increased just because I've got more power Yes, in that first pull.
0: Fantastic. Some of the feedback we've got has been really great. So people that, um, I got a message yesterday, one of our guys, he tends to be too fast about things. Like yeah. he'll just do things too fast even though we'll ask him to slow down. He's like, what I really liked about the class, I put it up, but I just wanted to also say is that I'm forced to slow down, and I'm forced to look at how I'm holding my body, okay. and I find that really beneficial where I didn't think I would, but I really appreciate being slowed down and watching my technique, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing benefit after two classes, which is fantastic. Yeah,
1: and that's not the fault always of the individual or the athlete themselves. Like I said, most of the time in CrossFit we're told to go, and even in our strength components, usually it might be, you've got 20 minutes to do five by five, back yes. squat at 80%. And that's again, not the fault of the affiliate, that's the fault of the, our model that's come to be so prevalent across that's the it. whole CrossFit universe. So yeah, again, I know it's always people back squatting and they're doing fives, but they'll just go, one, two, three, four, five, and just rep, 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 rep rather than just like, just wait, pause at the top, take a breath, fill yourself with air, squat, that's yes. five quality reps. And also, you're going to lift more because you're just not pumping your legs five times in a row and getting that lactate. <laughs> exactly. hug. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay, that sounds really great. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that?
1: Uh, no, basically just, again, if you have got any specific problem or even at the end of the usual class, if you want any accessories you know, to do for your own personal gain, say if your goal is to pull-up, then just you know come over and I'll give you some, some accessories to do in your own time. Fantastic,
0: that is perfect. Guys, get in, check the class out. If you have any questions, hit Danny or myself up. Have a great day.